Hello, everyone, and welcome to Mike Springston FFC Podcast, where we coach you in the Word. We're glad to have you from all around the United States and around the international world, uh, listening in, downloading, and studying along with us. We're blessed to be teaching the Word of God, studying the Word of God, and sharing the Word of God with you through this awesome podcast opportunity. Today, we're going to continue with Session 10 of Operating in the God Kind of Faith. Uh, so let's have a word of prayer, uh, but before we do that, I want to remind you of all the many ways you can contact us, springston56 at gmail.com, mikespringstonministry.com, ffcma.org, or through Family Fellowship Chapel's direct messaging, and then again, don't forget my book, I Surrender. I believe it would tell you some things about Jesus Christ that would bless you. Find it at Amazon or in your local bookstore. Let's have a word of prayer. Father, we thank you for the word of God. Open our eyes that we can see in our ears, that we can hear in our heart, that we can understand what the word of God would say to us. Then let us apply it to our lives so that we can be changed into the image of your dear son. Father, we ask that Jesus would speak to the Holy Spirit. Show us what we need to know, do, demonstrate, and understand then as we receive that, we will release it to your people and we will be corrected and we will be moved, we will be blessed, we will be changed and transformed by the word of God. We give you praise and honor and glory for all that you're doing. We love you and we ask it all in the lovely name of Jesus Christ who is our high priest, our Lord, our man in the Godhead and amen. Philippians chapter 4 verse 19, but my God shall supply all of your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Now the purpose and the focus of faith is to apply it to the works of Jesus Christ and I'm going to show you that in depth in a moment. And to then release these works into the place where the works are required. That's what Paul is saying, my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory, the place that it needs to be applied. Through this we enter into the strong man's house and we take up and plunder his goods. Now we know that Jesus told us that we have the right to cast down devils, speak with new tongues. Nothing outside us or inside us would attack us and everyone we laid hands on would recover in the name of Jesus. And there is a specific thing that is going on here that we're going to get to in just a second that you need to know. The world has gone crazy while the church went after things such as money. Why was that? Because we wanted the, the world, what the world has more than we wanted to continue to do and teach what Jesus Christ was doing and teaching. We plucked the faith model which allowed us to get and take what we wanted according to the Western model. All while the, while the world went crazy. But who cared about them? They were only the ones Jesus died for. I guess we, those who used the Western model, determined that the world was too far gone, and so we better get to taking back what the devil stole from us. And in most cases, we thought that was money. Let me say this. The only thing that we take back are the things that Jesus led captive out of the domain of the devil. 
He now controls those things and makes them accessible by faith. We use our faith to receive what he has taken as the plunder of victory. Now we are not taking anything out of hell on our own. We are simply reaping the benefit of the things Jesus plundered. We're receiving from him the gifts of his plunder. When we call anything out of the spirit world that we intend to be provided for us, we are not calling it out of hell. We are calling it out of heaven. Jesus Christ maintains access into the area of captivity. He draws from those who die and who have gone on since the cross. He draws from them their talents and abilities of which they used to serve Satan. He then places those talents and gifts in the heavenly economy, and he waits for the believer to use faith to get to them. Now watch how that works, because this is very important. When Jesus becomes Lord of our lives, he does so from a position of which he takes up in the inner man. He is Lord over the kingdom into which you have been translated. This translation enthrones him as the Lord in you. You are now set and ready to reign in this life due to the fact that everything in this world, heaven and hell, all bow the knee to his lordship. So operating from his lordship in you, he forms grace and he forms the acts of the blood in you, and these are formed so that you can draw out of his kingdom. Now you, by faith, grasp all the things in which his lordship is over. Anything that has a name bows the knee to his lordship. Specific things, injuries, heart, lung, brain, eyes, specific things, liver, all of these things, and anything that has a name, bows the name. He, the knee to Jesus Christ, he forms the answer to cast them down in your spirit. You then release your faith to receive what he has formed in you. Now this is the faith that operates by grace through faith, and that is connected to the blood. Because of his lordship that has been established, you can manifest the lordship of Jesus Christ by the act of believing, which is an expression of faith. This happens, of course, due to the fact that he is living in you and residing in you as Lord. Now let's go into a deeper realm of faith. That faith materializes from a better economy. See, the faith I just described where his lordship is operating in you is operating in you and among you while you walk in and among mankind. So out of you is coming the collaboration of grace and the blood based on his lordship and you applying faith to it and out of you comes all of the manifestations of the seven places from which Jesus bled. 
that lordship has has total control over everything in heaven, hell, and earth that has a name. So you can apply his lordship by faith to anything that has a name. That will come as Jesus Christ forms in you the connection of grace and the blood for you to apply your faith to. Now let's go into a deeper realm of faith. That faith materializes from a better economy. This is the faith that's manifested to us by the Holy Spirit. His faith has a deeper origin. We know that he does nothing and says nothing except what he hears the Son do or what he hears the Son say. So when he is operating in the gift of faith, he is operating from what has been formed by Jesus Christ in the heavenly area, economy. This is the faith that causes man to be at the advantage in the natural world. Now the lordship part causes man to be at, at also at advantage in the natural world, but it causes him to be advantage in the natural world concerning the things that Jesus applied the blood towards. This faith I'm referring to that comes from the Holy Spirit through the nine gifts of the Spirit is a faith that is operating from the things that Jesus Christ has already formed in heaven that pertain to you. This is the faith that causes a man then to be able to be at advantage, in the advantage, to be able to profit in the natural world. This faith is in operation because Jesus Christ has decreed a conclusion and formed that conclusion in heaven. From here, the gifts that were plundered from the conquest of hell become activated, available and utilized by the Spirit to cause the one who is in the Spirit to be able to prosper or be at the advantage in interactions with others who are living in the natural while he is walking in the Spirit. What does this cover? Well, it covers any natural situation of which one may find himself. Business dealings, financial dealings, job dealings, anything that you can find in the natural world is covered by this manifestation of faith that goes beyond the lordship of Jesus and moves over into his position as the man in the Godhead. This is why Peter was able, after denying Christ, to stand up after the day of Pentecost and preach a message that absolutely laid bare and skinned those who had crucified Christ. Because out of him came a message from the heavenly economy. Now before that, Peter was running for his life. He was scared. He was cursing. But when the message came out of the Holy Spirit, Peter's entire personage, attitude, and character changed. And all of a sudden, everybody who was listening to him curse and laughing because they knew he had been with Christ, 
were now riveted by the message that came out of his mouth. And Peter preached the message that led 3,000 souls to know Jesus Christ. You see, my friend, when we operate in the heavenly economy's formation, we are operating in a position that gives the spiritual man the advantage. Why would they sit and listen to Peter? Why would all of Israel sit and listen to Peter? Because Peter was operating out of the Holy Spirit's advantage. And whenever his voice fell upon them, they knew that they were not listening to what a mere man was saying. They were listening to something that was coming out of the economy of heaven. That's something they equated to the wonderful works of God. Now here Peter is standing preaching to them and, and nailing them about crucifying Christ who he called the man that was approved by God. See, Peter took the advantage not because he could do it in his natural self, command the crowd through his natural ability. No, he didn't have that. He commanded the crowd because the Holy Ghost arose in him with a message from the Godhead. And that message from the Godhead was so powerful that 3,000 people came to Christ. It was so powerful that the church, the new church, the 120, got together and began to seek God, praise God, and give their gifts into the service of the building of the church of God. It was so powerful that in Acts chapter 3, he walked into the tabernacle and saw a man there who had been there, and the man was looking to him for money, and the message that came from the heavenly economy was so powerful that Peter said, don't look at me as if I'm going to give you money, but I'm going to give you such, now watch it, as I have. What did he have? He had a message out of the heavenly economy. Money was not the answer. He had a message out of the heavenly economy. He had a message from the Holy Ghost. And that message from the Holy Ghost covered everything. It covered that man's healing. It covered the ministry to the people that told them, don't look on us because we are nothing more than you. But this man, through faith in the name of Jesus Christ, has been made to be sound and whole as you see him here. See, this ministry of faith comes out of an economy where the things that were stolen by the devil can be given back to us in terms of talents and ability, and the things that come from the message of Jesus Christ can be given to us as a talent and ability. It is the full manifestation of the things that make man who will walk in the Spirit to be at the advantage in the natural world. Now, why in the world we fight the baptism of the Holy Ghost is beyond me. Whenever we crave money, we crave power, we crave control, we crave all of the things the world has, never understanding the method, the methodology of the package that is formed in heaven where every good gift is created and given to you without any shadow of thought of turning comes through the Holy Ghost 
for our advantage and we would rather stay in grace. Now think about what I just said. The Lordship of Jesus Christ marries with grace and the blood to operate in faith on the things concerning what grace and the blood will do. But when we walk into the advantage of the Holy Ghost, we're walking into a completely new arena. That arena allows us to be at the advantage while we walk in the natural world among men. It covers everything. It covers talents. It covers abilities. It covers blessing. My God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Now, these talents and abilities and blessings are prepared for you. Paul told us that in 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Here's the underlying truth. For a man to walk in this faith, he has to walk in the spirit world. He has to walk in the spirit world. That spirit world comes from a maturity of growing in grace. He must be humbled and surrendered to Jesus Christ and to Jesus Christ's ministry. He must cancel the lusts of the flesh and the affections associated with his emotions, mind, and his will in order to be positioned for the gift of faith in the Holy Spirit to accomplish his designed work. Now, my friend, I'm going to tell you, there are a lot of Holy Ghost-filled people right now who would be listening to this and say, well, what you're teaching has not worked for me. I've not gotten from God what it was I went to get. Well, you why? What's the reason? What's the answer? I can tell you the answer as well as I can tell you my name. You never canceled your flesh. Your desires stemmed out of your flesh. All you have to do is watch the mega preachers and the money grabbers. Their desires come out of their flesh. They're not operating out of a surrendered, humble, and obedient heart to Jesus Christ. They're operating out of their flesh. They're living in absolute mansions while you're living over on Fifth Avenue struggling to pay your bills. Why? Because they have gone into the flesh. And because they're in the flesh, they have preached the message of man's wisdom. And that message says, well, here's what I see in the book. And if you'll do this, then you'll get that. The only problem is they get and you don't. Now, what I'm trying to tell you is that you're going to walk in this position of faith in the Spirit of God, only when you are willing to cancel your own wants, desires, ideas, and attitudes, when you're willing to lay down yourself, you can walk in the Spirit of God. I want to remind you who wrote a great deal on the Holy Spirit. The man that said, I die daily. He wrote a great deal. He was highly successful in the spirit world because he lived humbled and obedient, surrendered to Jesus Christ.
So, the underlying truth, we have to walk in the, in the, in the Spirit. How do we know this? Well, we know that the Spirit of God took His directives directly from Jesus Christ. We know that in His work, He could have absolutely none of Himself. He was to only have Jesus. He was to have none of Himself. Jesus was to have none of Himself. He was to have the Father. In both Jesus and from the Father, both instances, the Holy Spirit completed His work flawlessly. He'll do the same in us, but we must recognize what Paul says in Romans 8 concerning the joint work that's going on in you. Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities, for we know not what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit itself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. And he that searcheth the hearts knoweth what is the mind of the Spirit, because he maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of God. Romans 8, 26 and 27. Here you can clearly see the coordinated effects of the Son and the Spirit to help you, to help your infirmities, to help you get out of the flesh, to help you get out of the things that you see, to help you stop focusing your faith life on trinkets, to stop you from doing that. He said that he would help you pray, make intercession for you according to the things that you need that become the will of God. Now, how are you going to get there? You're going to die, and you're going to die daily. You're going to bring yourself under subjection. You're going to stop seeking the things that the world tells you you need. You're going to stop seeking the things that sin has shown you that others have and you may not. You're going to stop that. You're going to stop that. Because what the devil has done is he has brought you into bondage to what other people possess. And through that bondage, he's made you crave out of your flesh things that sin has given. My friend, what we need in faith are things that Jesus Christ has given. Why? Because if it is, it will be the perfect will of God and it will bring us to be able to say with Paul, all things work together for good to those who love the Lord and who are the called according to his purpose. So the Spirit of God is helping our infirmity, our weakness. God knows that we have weaknesses. God knows that we have things we want and we desire. God knows that we are looking out into this life and asking the question, why them and not me? God knows that. But God also knows that His design for you is to bring you into a place that is perfect for you. Many people that want things, can't handle them. They don't have the ability to handle them. They don't have the understanding to handle them. Some people cannot handle money. They just can't handle it. They get it, fly through it like Grant took, took Richmond. They, they, they have no ability to manage money. When we look at our economy and we hear people talking about wealth and generational wealth, we find out that it is not a matter of opportunity to have wealth. 
It's a matter of money management. Some people just don't have it. Why? Because their eyes are caught on the trinkets and the money goes through their hand like water through a sieve. Some people don't have the ability to handle position, leadership, whatever it may be. They just don't have that ability. They want it. They crave it. They desire it. They're disgruntled because they don't have it. But they don't have that as an ability. So even if they get it, they're going to fail at it. Why? Because they don't possess the, the character and the personality of leadership. You have seen those who have gone into leadership capacity and had no ability to do it and were miserable and became very disliked and frustrated people. Why? Because they, they, they may have the degree to do it, but they don't have the ability to do it. God knows the ability. You, you've seen all kinds of people in your life. You've walked with all kinds of people. And you can say, man, that guy is great at that. All too frequently, what we find that we are great in, we never do accentuate. We never pursue the things we are great in. We pursue the things we want. And then we fall into failure, frustration, and often we become shipwrecked. Well, you can see clearly in Romans 28, 26, and 27 the coordinated effects of the Son and the Spirit to help our weakness and to pray for us as we should be praying for ourselves. That's a key phrase. We don't always pray for ourselves in the right way. We're praying for something that is something that we see that someone else has or something that we want but we're not praying in the right way for ourselves. And the Holy Ghost is coming in underneath us and he's praying. And he's seeking God and making intercession for us in ways that are meant to find out for us what the will of God is. Then the Holy Spirit's only praying for us concerning the things that constitute the exact and direct will of God for us. The Holy Ghost sometimes, friend, has to save us from ourself. It's because of his prayer then that all things are working together for good to those who love the Lord and are the called according to his purpose. Now, because of this Western idea of faith, the world is now brought and brought into the prevailing faith model. Watch what the devil has done. That faith model says we can have what we want and get all of our desires met by using a belief system. That places us, them, at the center of the universe. They're pursuing things that they perceive because of their belief system are both natural and tangible. The world has gravitated to this faith concept while expressing absolutely no faith in Jesus. Their faith is the economy of the underworld. Such things as reparations, and even the concept of reparations, was spawned and produced out of the church. Affirmative action is the gift that opens doors for those who may or may not be qualified. But, because of the faith model, the concept of a belief system, they will 
propagate affirmative action on the one hand to the benefit of a select few while screaming the alternative of that, which is racism, to the rest of the world. Affirmative action is a gift that opens doors for those who may or may not be qualified. These principles, believe it or not, are church-based because we do three things that are out of character with the Bible. We teach love absolutely inaccurately. We teach community inappropriately. And we teach faith without accountability and without understanding. Lost in all of our selfishness is the foundation of faith. Lost is the activity of which Jesus died for. Lost is the ministry and the message of which he said for us to continue to do and to teach. Lost is a thriving and viable church that teaches and preaches truth. We worked the faith model until we eliminated the work of the one who authored and finished it. Now does that mean that faith is not workable today? Does it mean that God's changed his plan concerning faith? Does it mean that we should shelter in place and cover our heads and wait for Jesus to return? No on all accounts. In fact, if you take heed to, the, to this teaching, you'll come into an understanding of faith that will transform your ability to utilize faith. You'll move into a place where your faith gets the spiritual results it was designed to have. You can use faith today if you'll use it correctly. It'll bear the spiritual fruit that can be held to your account. Don't spend your time being concerned with the things of this world. Spend your time seeking him. He is faithful and will add to you what you need. Now, if I am not wealthy, is my faith in a bad place? No. Trust the plan of God to supply all your needs. Remember the place from which he is supplying your needs is a reservoir full of all of the riches of, of God's glory. He provides in the morning and in the evening. He's faithful to do and to keep you all of the days of your life. He's faithful to ensure you that you dwell in the house of the Lord. He's faithful to shelter you under his wings. He's faithful to be your shield and your buckler. He is when you seek him first, the provider and the producer of all your supplies. My friend, that, kind of faith is a great deal. Father, we thank you for the word of God. Open our hearts that we can see, our ears that we can hear, and our eyes that we can understand what the word of God is saying to us, and may we apply our faith both in your lordship and in your Godhead until in both realms we come into both the spiritual in our inner man that brings about the meeting of all of the needs that grace and the blood from his lordship has produced. And then we come into the supernatural where what is formed in heaven by Jesus Christ and revealed by the Holy Ghost becomes confirmed in our life. We give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. 
Well, may God bless you until we have the opportunity to speak again. Jesus is Lord. I've explained to you why it's so vital for you to find him there. And he's the man in the Godhead. I've now explained to you why it's so vital for you to see him there. On the Lordship, he will give you the advantage in the spiritual realm on things the grace and the blood apply to. From his Godhead, he will give you the advantage both in the spiritual and the natural realm where the Holy Ghost and the word of Jesus Christ can make you profit in all things. God bless you until we speak again.